My name is Sophia, and today I want to talk about love. Isn't love so beautiful in the way that your whole life changes after you meet a certain someone? You find yourself looking away from that gorgeous girl on the front page of your favorite magazine because you have a girlfriend. You can no longer simply walk past peanut butter cups in the grocery store without buying them because they're your boyfriend's favorite. Isn't it great to have someone consuming your thoughts and swaying your decisions 24-7? Now, don't complain. You are the masochist who chose this thing called love. You actually really like it, no matter how much mental torment it has brought you. But then again, don't we all? Here's a poem by Sarah Kay called Worst Poetry. Without question, you are the worst thing that ever happened to my poetry. And I'm serious. I've heard about writer's block, but this is ridiculous. My poetic fluidity has dried up faster than a woman hitting menopause to the point where this dry spells got me praying for some inspirational discharge to leak from the folds of gray matter in my brain and... See what I mean? I've been thinking for far too long with my heart instead of my head, and I think that people may be starting to notice, and I've got a reputation to uphold, man. And no, it's not my time of the month, so don't ask. It's my time of the day, or what used to be, when I could sit down and write a really gritty, angry poem, one that just seethed with angst. But now, I can't. Because I'm just too damn... happy. Or should I say, sappy? Because I used to watch Face the Nation for international news, then West Wing for international hope, turn out great political satire ripe with bidding wit and sarcasm, but I can't do it anymore. You know why? Because I don't watch those shows anymore. Because you've got me watching the stars, and I don't mean Brad and Angelina, no. I mean those stars. You've got me watching them thinking about whether you're watching the same ones as me, and maybe that would make a good poem, and this is crap. Like a slap across the face of my muse, who's had to withstand so much abuse, she's threatened to leave my side, leave my mind. I try to tell her, please, it's just not a good time, but she leaves me with my pleas and really bad rhymes, and I can't do this. I refuse to let my words sink to such levels of atrocity, refuse to submit Roses are red, violets are blue. My poetry sucks, and that's all thanks to you. But you turn my brain to mush, and it's so hard not to try to let my thoughts run off in moments of ridiculous romanticism and irrelevant metaphors like dipping my tongue and hands into the paint can of my mind. I splatter gooey gobs of thought onto the wall, then watching as the rest of the world tries to make sense of my lovesick babble, they... Come with black sharpies and try to connect the dots, forming man-made constellations with my nonsensical thoughts. And this has to stop. Because writing in abstract metaphors so that you think I have a more poetic view on the world than you is against my poetic ethics. Which rhymes with ethnics, which incidentally is one more poetic topic you have rendered useless. Because I'm a hapa, which means I'm of mixed blood which means I never fit inside the checkmark box, always fall in between the cracks, and always write about finding my culture, where I belong. But those poems have fallen to the wayside as I find I belong up against your chest, your arms around my back, 
my head under your chin, eyes closed. I sit down to write a poem, and the only thing in my head is you. And I don't understand why if you're the worst thing that ever happened to my poetry, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. If this poem wasn't relatable enough in its words, it's relatable in its structure. Sarah Kay did not write this poem with line breaks or short lines that ended in rhyme. Instead, it's one long essay, one long train of thought that reflects how confused she is. She's writing in an untraditional structure and that reflects how untraditional she's acting once her significant other came into her life. The delivery in this paragraph and essay-like structure is much more raw and realistic. Her long sentences portray her jumbled thoughts of confusion instead of well-thought-out stanzas of rhythm and rhyme. What I like about this poem is how it portrays new love. And new love is super intrusive, and you always have somebody else on your mind. And I like that while Sarah Kay does experience this, she's not totally open to it, and she's almost frustrated, like, get out of my head. But while she still may be frustrated, she still admits to having embarrassing thoughts about love, and I think that really embodies high school kids, because especially in this day and age, high school kids do things that they never thought they would do because they want love. They stay up until 3 a.m., hiding under the covers, hoping that that'll suppress their giggles and suppress the light coming from their phone that they won't get off of because they're on with somebody. And they dedicate themselves to other teenagers and say and do things despite their better judgment. And in extreme cases, kind of like what Sarah Kay discusses, their relationship becomes their identity. And I just think that's a really good thing to think about and leave everybody with. What would you do in the name of love?